up do not adjust your dials this is in fact the people's pitch podcast how do ah, the new intro makes it sound so awesome my name is nate i'm joined by john hello people we have our new intro and we are soups official now that was mixed by our friends over at our house band go get them tiger thank you so much guys i mean uh two things one uh, of course they won't adjust their dial because, one, they downloaded it from our website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, two, man, it's an antiquated phrase. To the intro said, <laughs> the People's Pitch Podcast. Yeah, there could be an imposter. The only thing that we don't have now is what, Nate? <laughs> After the intro. What, what don't we have now? I don't know. Because of it's part of the intro. Oh, uh, yeah, we don't have a summit uh, blurb to say, yes, we will still open the summit. <laughs> Uh, no need for a Summit plug anymore to kick the show off, but uh, go buy Summit, I guess. Seriously, go to your liquor store, buy some Summit. Or go online, summitbrewing.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that classical, the classic Mexican galazzo call, which I love. Oh, yeah. What else was in there? What was the gold uh, call? That was, that, uh, that was my boy, Paul Scholes, mm-hmm. uh, against Barcelona, Champions League, I want to say 2006, maybe, wow. 2007. Against Barcelona? Against Barcelona at, at Man U. Uh, I can't I mean, give you the rundown of what happened, but... I mean, you, show, you did show me a... You did show me a, a compilation last week. Yes, uh... The no, guy was the guy is sick. Oh so yeah, he good. just he just hit it from from Lord knows where outside of like, he basically crossed half and hit it. I appreciate like, the goal call. Anyways, I'm, my a, favorite, I'm a Ray H- I'm a Ray Hudson yeah, guy. Yeah, the guy that does uh, the BN stuff. I think the yeah. BN Network stuff. But either way, great calls. Uh, so get used to that. Yeah, yes. that's 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 amazing. Coming up today, uh, John, you went to Milwaukee, so we're gonna have a recap of of, of your road trip, <laughs> kind of a scouting report on how to get drunk in Milwaukee. Uh, we're going to talk about the Menace really quick. They're, um, they're the last scrimmage opponent before we hit the road and start league play. In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, yeah. We've got a, a trial. We've got the trial roster of guys that are going to be going to, to Des Moines. So we're going to talk about some position battles, talk about those guys. And that should take enough time up. But, uh, you know, if you want more, if you, if you just love Minneapolis City and you need more, you should seriously consider coming to Milwaukee in two weeks. Yeah, go, go on the internet, buy a spot. They're going fast. Um, you went and you did a little location yeah. scouting. I did. I went. I not only um, did the location scouting of the beer hall, which we're going to be doing much damage in. Um, <laughs> I, I saw the team play. Uh, the team itself, the Bavarians, were playing in uh, the semifinals of the Wisconsin Amateur uh, Championships. And I'm uh, not quite sure how the team they played against got that far. Uh, <laughs> I, I went and watched with my cousin, Off the Rack Rob. Off the, why off the Rack Rob? Because... Um, he doesn't have to be tailored. He just buys right off the rack. Oh, Everything okay. Fits. Everything fits off the rack. Um, <laughs> That's like a D-level Seinfeld character. Right, off the rack, Rob. So uh, Rob and I went up, and we both played there uh, mm-hmm. a couple years apart. But everything's changed, including the beer hall. Um, but we, we said that the uh, the team they played against, the Milwaukee Simbas, were basically like the team, the Cinderella story that just ran into the <laughs> bus stop. Ah, <laughs> Yeah, the Milwaukee Simbas, they <laughs> ran into the buzzsaw that was the Bavarians. So we got to see a couple things, uh, see how their midfield play was, which there's some, some midfielders that I played uh, either against or with all the way back to high school. They're still there, and they're, they're good. They're really good. They're former pros. They're still in good shape. They play, played great. And they're attacking options. So we got to see that piece, and they're finishing. What we didn't get to see a lot of was their goalkeeper being tested. We didn't get to see a lot of their defense, um, that kind of stuff. So anyways, I passed along the scouting report, totally drawn up on the back of a napkin, <laughs> to, uh, to the coaching staff. So we'll see if, if it works. But, um, you know, I'll say that the beer hole was awesome. It's going to be hard to leave that place after the match. Uh, and I ate two different kinds of schnitzels. Nice. And I drank multiple liters of beer. So they come. They got the big boys. There. They come in the boots. They come, no, they, well, they have a boot too. But they, I mean, we're talking like the, the Steins. The leader Steins. Yeah. Yes. So they have that. The field turf's there. Uh, they have a small set of stands. They took down a lot of the ones that were there last time when uh, I played there. I mean, even like three years ago, they had a, they were 
stands all the way around except for the ends. Now they're only on one side and they're kind of small. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring down a lot of fans. I don't think they're ready for it. I really don't. I think, I think they think like we're just going to have a couple people. So if you're coming, bring a lawn chair. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, oh. I, I'll, bring a, I'll bring a few down since I'm going down a little bit early. But anyways, that was, that was Milwaukee. Is that beer hall attached to the – it's not attached to the stadium. It's, it's, it's like, a ways away. No, it's like 13 yards across the little – like a, the parking lot to – the, the the field. So at oh, halftime we went. That's in, awesome. At halftime we went in and plugged a quick half liter. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And then we went back out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So come to Milwaukee. That's gonna be great. Before we go to Milwaukee, we have to go to Des Moines though. And I wanted to talk about the Des Moines Menace because uh, you know like who day. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So I know a little bit about them. Actually, with the Bavarians, we we did play them quite a few years ago. Um, so I'll let you I'll let you dive in. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I did, the, a, I did a little research uh, to scout them out and uh, check some stuff out on the interwebs, which is great. Uh, the fun fact to lead off our Des Moines story is that they are owned by uh, Come and Go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the quickie stops. Yeah, Iowa's premier truck stop gas station. Uh, and their, uh, their front office is located at the Come and Go headquarters, world headquarters. So. What I don't understand why is they play at a like, uh, field that's not called... Come and go park. <laughs> I, think, I think they don't want to, I don't know, it feels like they're encouraging some behavior. It would be park, come and go. Park, come and, come and go field. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but the Dometis have been around for a while, since like 94, so they're pretty, they're pretty established, right? They're one of the kind of staples when it comes to amateur or lower level professional soccer. They've been to the PDL playoffs for like 13 like 13 times or something, they've played in the U.S. Open Cup. I think they've come in first place in their division every year they've been in the PDL. I think. Yeah, I mean they play in the same they play in the same division as like the Chicago Fire U23 squad. Right. So I mean they're not playing against schmucks, idiots. No, yeah. they're playing against some good players, and they bring good players in despite the fact that it's in Des Moines. That's Which, the thing is their yeah. roster includes a lot of dudes, mostly 20 to 24. I was looking it up. Yep. So a lot like us, um, but they're from all over the place. So somehow a lot of international. Is it just like yeah they bring in? I mean there's a couple guys from Brazil, some guy from Croatia. I don't know why he's not playing what with I've, Croatians. What I've, yeah, right. Well, he hasn't heard that there's a there's Croatian team. Just a quick our, road trip away, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I have learned, though, Nate, is just because people are from a foreign country does not make them a expert in the in the game of football. No, I've, I've, I've seen that firsthand. Everyone's had that Italian exchange student in high school who's like, oh, I play football. And then he comes out and it's like, with who? You are terrible. <laughs> Your chubby cousin? <laughs> yeah, in the street. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they... Uh, they draw a lot of their talent from like Western Illinois, a little bit from, Wisconsin, from Missouri Wisconsin. and Wisconsin. I mean, it's pretty much Iowa and anything that touches Iowa really that nobody wants to go to a big city from there. So, well, we learned from when we talked to Raheem uh, two weeks ago that some guys from his from Wisconsin Madison. Badgers team uh, are going to play down there. So yeah. they're not, yeah, like I said they're not they're not drawing a bunch of schmucks, but they do have kind of like a unique way to bring people in and play. Right? They ha- they bring in like as they. Um, well, yeah, they bring in a ton of people. Like, uh, I was trying to scout them out, but it's they're basically unscoutable because, <laughs> according to the, I mean, I was reading the Des Moines Register, you know, corroborated this, but like mid July last year, at the end of their season, because their season ends like mm-hmm. their playoffs start in, end of July, they had played forty two different players on their roster for the season, and they never started the same starting lineup. They never used the same starting lineup. That just seems nuts. It seems really weird. Like, how do you get? A team playing well together when there's 40 guys in camp and you never play the same roster starting lineup. And they, and they are playing well. Like like we said, they're winning. Because they're bringing in all these good players. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like every ringer they find, they just like, let's let's just try them out there. And then he can't play the next week, so they get they get another Croatian. They could game. also be selling these guys off so, to other to other that, teams. That's true. That would be rapid. Right. Rapid selling. Right. Um, well, like come but, and go empire didn't start from nowhere. <laughs> so what's what's gonna what are we going up against? I mean, how what kind of a situation are we gonna be playing in on well, Sunday? Well, uh, one th- quick thing, we're actually gonna be playing against uh, a Des Moines Menace alumni in Milwaukee. Ty Dombrowski um, played there after college. Mm-hmm. I believe I don't know if he went to Europe first, uh, but he went back to to the U.S. and then he played for Minnesota Stars. So okay, so he's a guy that I know from back in the day, and he. He's gonna be the captain of the team that we're gonna be playing against in Milwaukee. So, Des Moines Menace people are popping up everywhere, uh, including Donnie Mark, who's kind of in a, was in a little bit of an advisory role when we were getting things started, and um, we we train out at his dome in the winter months. He was a Des Moines graduate as well. I think there's a lot of them. They've got a pretty solid empire as far as like they've got right. the DA locked down around Des Moines. A lot they've of got, pros yeah. too. So I mean, they're they're a classy organization. 
Uh, they're gonna they're gonna feed us lunch afterwards. Oh, they are. Yeah, well, that's a nice. little Italian Italian restaurant. Just it's all, all the big, romantic. Yeah, I'm gonna put so much big ziti in the purse. <laughs> take it home with me. <laughs> um, but anyways, what we're looking forward to is we're gonna have two uh, two games, not two full 90 minute games. I, I believe it's gonna be two 30 minute two games of 30 minute halves. So we'll have it broken down into two s- different teams. We're not really afforded the opportunity to have 42 guys roll up and have like all the subs for two different teams. No. So we're going to have two different starting lineups and then sub in some guys from the first group that are done playing can come and obviously help out. So that's kind of what we're looking forward to. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to try to do a recap on Sunday, but there may be a chance that that doesn't happen. So you'll have to bear with us, folks, if we don't do that. We'll get to it on Monday. But... um. You know, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah. That's what we're gonna Hopefully do. it goes well, man. I mean, they're going to have a, a real game under their belts. They play yeah, these the guys first round of the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday, today, Wednesday, today when this podcast gets released, yep. not today when we're recording it, but still. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It should be It should be, It should should be. be great. But enough about them. We got, we got us to talk about, man. Yes, Nate. I'm glad you said that. So, we have to clearly bring people down to play or over. Yeah. And we've only there. met a few of these people yep. here on, on the airwaves. Right. So we're traveling down with, like I said, with, with two teams. Uh, rosters basically built up of some guys that have signed. Uh, many of them you've spoken to uh, because, we, I mean, this is the first time that you and I have been on and just by ourselves without a, or by myself. Yeah, without a player. Without a player mm-hmm. or someone to talk to. So welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just you and me. Yeah. Just the two best friends. <laughs> Um, so no, we're, we're bringing down some players, some of the, some of them who you, the names are sound familiar. Some of the guys are gonna be like, who is that? And uh, some of the guys that are, are fighting for for spots still. So there's a lot a lot open. Mm-hmm. Roster closes after this weekend. Not officially like no new players added, but the the roster for going into Milwaukee in in the start of the season ends after this game. Yeah, so decisions will be made. So there's a lot of guys maybe on the bubble or guys that are coming into the mix for the first time that can make a real good impression mm-hmm. and uh, and try and then if it also begins the battles for 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 spots as we go into the season. So yeah. seeing how some of the guys coming back from college for the first time how they fit in with the guys that have already been here. So so yeah, so that's what we're gonna we're gonna have. So should we start the breakdown with the goalies? Yeah. So this one's kind of a no-brainer. You've met Matt Elder. Um, and you've and you've met Duncan. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, like I say, Duncan's a good weird. He is a good weird. And both these guys, they're signed, right? Yeah. Both and, of uh, these guys are signed. We uh, we have a third goalkeeper, James, who is the starting goalkeeper for our um, our men's first division team. He'll be our third choice goalie if anything happens to one of these guys. Mm-hmm. God, you know, God forbid we have to bring in a third one. But th- those are our three goalies. But we're only bringing two with us because James has commitments here. Yeah. So um, and both these dudes, awesome. Awesome guys we've talked to in yeah, studio. Yeah, great dudes, good at soccer. You know, Duncan, as you know, or if, if you do listen, is you know going off to La La Land next next year and playing for UCLA. Um, but but Matt is Matt's a veteran. Matt mm-hmm. has played in the MPSL. Um, you know, he had a, an unfortunate leg injury last year when they, when he played in Detroit um, with the Twin Stars. But he's come back. He's been playing well. They've both been playing well. Mm-hmm. So you know. They're both be given a fair shot here. They're each going to get to play one full game, and you know, no biased opinion. We are we are okay with whatever option the coaching staff chooses. Yeah, I mean, as as a spectator and kind of a rube, you know, you're you're the one that sits in on all the trainings, and you, mm-hmm. you know, you're a founder of the organization. So obviously, you've got a little little different uh, outlook on these guys. But I'm thinking, like, as a fan and just kind of a soccer observer, like. The difference here really is just where they're at in their career, right? Like Duncan is, like we said, he's a highly touted prospect. He he's plays just, every day. Yep, he plays all the time. He's just starting out. Matt is, you know, a grown ass man, but and usually age wins out between the posts when it comes to goalies. You never see a lot of young goalies. Well, it's just a not a, not a lot of young goalkeepers chosen over over old dudes. I mean, you, that's why you've got guys that are you know forty years old playing. Well, let's let's preface it. Matt's not like. Late thirties. No, I mean he's, he's, young, like, he's, he's like, young too, but he's, he's not. like mid twenties, yeah. mid to late twenties. So um, usually, I'm just saying, usually right, in, right. in in in, in this the world, setting, you're right. yeah, you're you're 100 percent correct. Uh, you know, age age wins out. So we're gonna see what direction coach wants to go. But yeah, but like I said, it doesn't matter which direction he goes in. We're we're we have full confidence in either option. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. really gonna be an opportunity for these two guys to go in and say, "All right, I'm gonna grab the job by the scruff of its neck. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna take it." Yeah, this so, is not one of those situations where where they're fight where someone's fighting for playing time, playing like time. Right? It's like, like yeah. oh shit, 
hopefully the, the we got to see who the best one is that wins out. It's like we're we're comfortable with both of them. Right, and the best thing too is that you, obviously right there's only one goalkeeper on the field, so it's different than a guy you'd be like I can get him as a late minute substitute when I need that fast attacker or whatever yep. or that like guy to slow the play up to ice out ice the game out. This is different. It's one guy. And the and traditionally the only reason why it shifts is because the guy gets hurt or he plays bad. Mm-hmm. And you don't like switch at halftime. That's just a terrible idea unless something's wrong with the physical person. So, you know, it's um, it's going to be a tough competition for them, but the great thing is, is that they all really get along well. So there's not one guy who's going to say like if I don't play this game, uh, he's gonna get you know be down and not fight for the spot the next time. Yeah, they're they're gonna challenge each other and and they'll be okay with what they're happens. Supporting each yeah, other. Yeah, they're supporting each other. It's it the it's like the quarterback room on a football team. You can't you can't have you can't have animosity in the quarterback room. It's like the it's like the goalkeeper room. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, so that's our goalkeepers. Uh, not a whole lot of surprises there. No. But as far as um you know we we let's move up the back line. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get some guys back. So. Uh, we're bringing in uh, with us uh, Trey. So we, you yep. guys remember Trey? He debuts with the armband. Old so, Faithful. Yeah, you all remember uh, Old Faithful from two weeks ago. And the dude just wants to play some soccer. Like, dude, I, I guarantee you he's had yeah. a smile on his face since we talked to him, and he's just ready to go. That, and that was the thing that stuck out in the interview was it didn't really matter. He just wanted to go somewhere that he could play the most soccer. Yep, and guess what, Trey? You're going to play a lot of soccer this summer. So, so Trey will be back. Trey will slot in somewhere along the back line. Uh, I, I don't want to bet the farm, but I would say it would be in the central part of the park. Mm. Uh, that's his natural position. Uh, and then we've got the mysterious Abdallah Ba is coming back. He's kind of a wild card because he's been brought up a couple times, but we haven't talked to him yet. What do you know about him? All right, so I, got, I went and got the skinny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's, um, and he's coming back this week, so he'll be in. He'll definitely be in. Be in Des Moines. Be back. Back for good. So he started out in uh, a junior college called Monroe College, um, but has since signed with Division Two Post University in, in Waterbury, Connecticut. I knew that piece. Um, I also didn't know that's where cereals made. So that <laughs> that's Post Post. Yeah, like Post Post. Yeah, Raisin like, Bran. Like that's where it started from. Oh. Like Post. Yeah. So it's the yeah. There you go. All right. There you go. Name three posts. Uh, oh, okay. So I got Raisin Bran, right? I think I got that uh, right. Cynthia Moss Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. I got Honey Smacks. Yep. And uh oh, isn't Sugar Bear post? That's what I was thinking. The Sugar Bear is what, Sugar Bear crisps. What is, what is Honey? It's not Honey Smacks. Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. They're like the same though. Yeah, they're the exact same thing. Sugar, sugar puffs. B- sugar Bear. Um, no. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna take, take us all day. Our speed round sucks. Yeah, our, yeah. <laughs> I, I did one by myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, that's where Abdallah is now. I don't know if he's considering moving to Division One. There were some rumors about that, but uh, I have not seen a lot from him. But the tape I did see, um, you know, he and what his former clubmates were saying, he's highly talked about, composed, very like cerebral center back, very yep. like very. He thinks through the game and he reads it well. And he may not be like the the biggest marauding bruiser, not the likes of like Trey. Mm-hmm. But if you put someone like him next to Trey, uh, or you know on, on a on a outside wing back position, um, wouldn't be a bad pairing. Okay, give me like a. I mean, if he's not like a huge bruiser dude, you're thinking like taller, skinnier, taller, skinnier, murder sacker kind of guy. No, I mean I'd say he's big. <laughs> that guy's. I, guess, I mean he's just a giant man, but I mean like when you're talking size, size wise, yeah. I mean. I, We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll oh. see how it fits in. But he's not. He's not your your typical big, thick center back okay. with, a, with a, just a knothead who's running around. And I'm not saying that Trey's a knothead, but <laughs> the the bigger, thicker guy who um, who fits well in the central part. He could move into the defensive center mid. He can move out wide. He can do a couple different things. So, anyways, cool. that's Abdallah. So, so I'm looking. I'm looking at the roster. I see or who who's coming with, and I see a couple names I don't really recognize. Sure. And one of them is Evan Wright. Yes. Um, so how strongly is this guy competing for a spot? Who is this guy? Um, so Evan comes to us from our Stegman's MASL Division One team. So he's been in the club for a while. Um, he's a pretty decent soccer resume. He had a stint with Minnesota United recently. Oh. Uh, when I say recently, within like the last couple of years. And um, he's an, he's older men's league player, mm-hmm. solid. Uh, prefers left back, but can play centrally as well. And just really smart defender. Packs his lunch, and just goes to work. Nice. And he he's in the mix as both a um, kind of a, a squad squad player. I I think right now mm-hmm. in trying to figure out if 
you know, how many guys we have in from a defensive standpoint. He's the type of guy who could, who could come in and, and play for anyone at any point in the season. So if, if he isn't signed right away, uh, you know, we could have him play on Stegman's City for our, as a reserve team standpoint where he's already been for the last couple of years at that level and then slot him in if, if need be, depending yeah. upon a matchup or depending upon injury or whatever. So, uh, but great guy. Totally comfortable if he was, you know, a full-time starter or even a squad guy. Cool. And then other guys on the list we know. Nate Engel, of course. Yep. Um, and then this guy, Aaron Olson, who you know but I don't know so well. We spoke with Nate a few months back, and he's been coming out to a lot of our events, yep. including the, the kit reveal. Doing a lot of interviews. Um, and Yeah, so ever since he's been added to the mix, he's really been helping lock down the back line, right? He thinks he yeah. still thinks Suarez would taste like McDonald's. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> does. Still, still, uh, still Elder's best friend. Yep. <laughs> Who's this other guy then, Aaron Olson? So AO, uh, he goes by AO. Oh, okay. So AO is, um, he's an also, uh, also another segments guy. He went to Trinity College in, in Texas, and or Trinity University in Texas, and a great soccer player and a great guy. So he's a lot like the other side of the coin, which we talked about, Evan. They're basically like carbon copies of each other, okay. with, but maybe like age separates them by a couple years. So um, I think AO is a little bit younger, but AO, has, um, I've played with him before in men's league stuff, and, and uh, I've seen him play, play here, and he's just one of those, he's, he is an old faithful type of guy. Like yep. you can put him in the back line, He's, you know, he's the same thing. Packs his lunch, goes to work, does his job. That's it. Hmm. And he's been kind of working with, with Nate while waiting for the college guys to come back to kind of help create a partnership between them and the back line. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll be, he'll be just fine. He's, hmm. But he, he's a guy that, you know, you look to, he'll attack out of the back and he'll come back and play defense. He won't get caught up the field and then, you know, you're at, all hell breaks loose because we're down a defender. <laughs> right. And then this other guy, Alex Peterson, another guy I haven't seen. Um, yeah, I haven't seen his name around, but he's joining us for the first time. Yeah, so he's going to be. Um, he's plays uh, college soccer in Iowa. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I believe it's not. Uh, I think he's at Drake. Right. So he didn't have an opportunity to come out and try out. Well, and that's we're right there. there so, and yeah. we're yeah. So that's Des Moines. So we're we're gonna give him we're gonna give him a, a fair look and see how he fits in, and uh, we'll see how you know how it goes, how his future is dictated by his play. Um, could you know, surprise us. Could surprise us. Yeah. Or okay. he could play himself. Could be miserable. Yeah, could be miserable. <laughs> uh, he, he's a good soccer player from what I've been told, but mm-hmm. you never know how he's going to gel with his players. And it's going to be a tough job for him to try to break into this. And if he, if he does a good job breaking into it, then you know it was meant to, to be yeah. uh, in the mix. So, yeah, yeah. So Other guys on the back line, um, we're going to kind of go out wide. Right, out wide yep. right? So we've got Raheem, who we talked to a couple weeks ago or last week, right? Yep. Um, we've got Brian Chapman. Mm-hmm. Who I he was at the kit reveal. Yep, and that guy's got some tattoos. Yep, and he um, played with you know Nate and Matt and AJ um, at the um, Minnesota Twin Stars. Twin Stars, last year. yeah. A guy named Emmanuel Brown, and then AO could also slot in, slot in wide. But first of all, Raheem. So I think it sounds like he's going to provide a really good physical presence out there uh, on one of the on one of the one of the sides. You know, I don't want to slight Raheem at all, but I think he's more of an attacker than like being the. Like physical smack. He, he seemed he seemed to play himself up like oh yeah I like to dig in there and that's kind of I think where he I started it's kind of where he's comfortable but he's mm. he's I, I got the same feeling that he, this this guy's a kind of a bomber that guy wants to get it forward don't let him fool you folks and if you're listening Raheem I'm up I'm on to you uh, <laughs> but no like Raheem Raheem's the type of guy who gets stuck in and he'll but he's gonna want to get forward yeah yeah and. And uh, he's got the tools to be more of an attacking outside defender. So depending on formation, that might come in pretty handy. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, but know, this Chapman dude, we've met him at events, right? I, I feel like he seems like a bruiser. With a, I mean, he, he's got himself tatted up like he's like he's. Uh, yeah, he like looks he, scary. Like, yeah, uh, but he's a lot like Raheem. He wants to get forward. He's got a natural left foot, mm-hmm. so oh. um, he serves in some really great balls from the left side. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's the same kind of way. Like all of our defenders, whether they be centrally or on the wing, are are guys that could comfortably get into an attack. That's nice. Yeah, I, that's yeah, especially when you're especially if we're playing like right. I mean, if you have fast pace, and if you have good good players on the ball that can get forward, they're going to be great under pressure in the back mm-hmm. when that ball is on the feet. Yeah, so it's it's good to have. Uh, another thing about about. Chapman is that uh, he's played, like you said, he's played with Matt and Nate for a number mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might help establish kind of a strong rapport back there to start the season when other players might not have that 
that level of communication. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's good. It's just even in just camp to you know even in the, the locker room to have those guys that they're a little bit older and they can take some of these guys under their wing, the younger guys. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's definitely one of those guys who has a little more veteran leadership. Um, both on and off the field. And what's up with this Emmanuel Brown? I haven't, yeah. I, I haven't seen him. I feel bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. So remember the guy we couldn't remember his name? That's him? He scored like the Wonder Goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's him. Okay, okay, that's cool. Him. So, I mean, he's been a trialist from the beginning. And um, he, like I said, he played with the guys at Twin Stars. But sprinter speed, hard workout ethic. Another guy loves to get into the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one will be a real big chance for him, uh, I think. Um, to define whether he's going to be maybe move himself in the, the conversation for like an outside wing okay. midfielder position or maybe uh, out, stay outside defense. Because we're going to talk about that in a second, but there might be might be some holes there right. on the outside wing. Right, so I think this this is an opportunity for him, and he's, he's got to really take it, and he's got to get in there, and he's got he's to showcase what he's got um, both – Offensively and defensively, because he's kind of one of those tweeners from a position standpoint. Yeah, that he really could, you know, make or break it for himself depending upon how he shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we'll go center mid now. There seems like quite a few names here that I haven't. Yeah. You know, that are that are new new to me, but then there's our old our old buds. Uh, so Samuel, of course, Ruiz Plaza. Which we still have to come up with the poll for his hair. Hair. Oh, we never did that. He's gonna. Well, it'll. It'll. Hopefully, he's growing it out for us. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll, we'll send him a note. Um. But all these guys in, in midfield. Is there any sort of? Uh, is there any sort of feeling on what kind of position they're gonna play? How we're gonna. How we're gonna organize these these guys? Well, you know, without giving away the trade secrets. Yeah. Um. You know, the the center midfield position. That's where I usually play. Is interchangeable depending upon need. In the moment, mm-hmm. so if uh, if you need to cover for someone who got forward, but they're more of a defensive person, but they just happen to the natural progression of an attack took them with, yeah. with the ball, then you hang back, and you know it's very much in flux. So depending upon how many we put in there, whether it's traditionally like two, or we throw three in there, um, or you play you know a flat, or you play with a diamond, depending on what it is, we have the pieces that can be interchangeable, yep. and really can the, the guys are really good um, at adapting to what positions. They need to they need to be in depending upon the formation the coach throws out. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna press it because I understand that we've got you know we still have a some people that we need to hide. I mean, we don't want to give away all our, our our tactics right. too early, but no, there will be roles going forward, right? There I will mean, be defined roles. Hamez doesn't doesn't come back and play CDM. Hamez stays on the attack. Right. You know, Chavi right. Alonso doesn't doesn't slot in uh, on the attacker as much. Right, yeah, I mean, um, you know, we uh, we talked the the worst case scenario for us in the center midfield going against up against um, you know the Des Moines menaces, the beast from the east who we met yeah. who talked to <laughs> last year, AJ Albers. Yep, we talked to him last week. AJ won't be there because he's not back from New Hampshire yet. So like oh, AJ's, okay. AJ's the type of player he'll be he'll be there in Milwaukee though. Okay. So AJ's the type of player though that you can you, you you're not going to put him up front. I mean, he'll gradually get there. Um, he's more what they call a box-to-box center midfielder. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be shading the back four and playing the defensive role, and he's going to be getting into the attack as needed. Okay. But he's going to really be defined to that kind of that playmaking, win the ball, start the attack. Whereas a guy like um, Ben Wexler or Ruiz Plaza or Camarada is going to get it, and they're going to be even further advanced in the attack already. Gotcha. So um, – it doesn't matter on what formation we're playing. Like, AJ's a defensive center midfielder. So Samuel and Ben, these guys are consistently praised for their ball control, right? I mean, they've got we, – we, we've, seen, we've seen the video, especially on Samuel, like inventive mm-hmm. passing, uh, you know, possession-style play that, that, they really, that they really value. How do how we see that helping the, the attack or the defense? I guess you just kind of covered it a little bit. But. Right, but I think both those guys plus Ryan Camerata are fully capable of owning the, the central part from an offensive standpoint where, where center midfielders have to – be what they have to be cognizant of, and it happens oftentimes. So that's why there's kind of a couple in there, mm-hmm. is because you can't. Not one person can be responsible for always going forward and always coming back to play defense. But you can sit someone like AJ in, in the, to shade the defense and to cover the guys who are getting forward mm-hmm. until they can get back. But guys like Wexler and and um, Plaza and Camerata, those guys are more. They're more tuned in on the offense, but they don't. But the great part is that they they have the the engine to get back. They have the engine to like you know and and the willingness to play defense. Yeah, which a lot of people don't do that. Like once you get forward, you're like yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. The guys back there will figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know with him and then we have um, 
You toss in the two youngsters that we have coming in. Chris Riera, whose name's been mentioned. Um, yeah, I think I saw him play when I went to the Holy Dome that one time, right? Yep. So he's more of a he's kind of a more of a one of our development development players, being that he's still finishing up school, high school. Mm-hmm. And then Ian Smith, the same thing. So we picked up Ian from the Minnesota Thunder Academy, and he's still trying to figure out when when he can get released, when his yeah, con- you know, because he's under when the his commitment is up. His commitment commitment is up. Yep, much like Duncan. So, um, but Ian Smith, if if you know, we're talking about kind of the difference between roles. Ian is like AJ, but a younger version of AJ. Okay. And Chris is more of like a Wexler, a Camerata, or a Plaza, in that he's more offensive minded. But just a different different age brackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, you need to have that. Well, that's right? what we want to start with too, yeah. is right. We yep. want to start, you know, developing these young guys. But so you toss those two got two two guys in, and Ian's like the composed defensive mind, and Chris likes to go forward. So it's like it should be fun to watch, like they learning from those older guys, mm-hmm. um, and then having the ability to bring them in when you know if something happens right. or to change the pace of a game or or whatever the, the formation dictates. But like well, I said, once we've got the you know, the title locked up. We can just kind of bring him in. and Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there were plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of minutes to go around for, for a lot of these guys. But, it, um, like I said, the only one we're missing is, is the beast from the east. Yeah, I'm glad that stuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it stuck. At least so for me, it did. <laughs> right. We mentioned that we're a little, little light on the wings, left mid, right mid. Traditional you know, wingers. Traditional wingers. Just for this. this. Just, for, just for, yeah, our Des Moines trip is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, two guys that I'm looking at on the list. Anthony Keller and simply Goose. Yeah. So one of our wingers, yeah, his name's our Goose. wingman, yeah. is named Goose. Yep, we have a wingman. That is awesome. Named Goose. <laughs> um, what can we expect here? Because this is a position, a position that we don't really have a lot of early signings. Yep, so we actually do have a few good options that aren't in camp yet. And we can, we'll can we get to those guys in a, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So these guys really do have a chance to... to, to Show and and you know much of we were talking about Emmanuel uh, Brown yep. have the opportunity to show come in and show what they got if they're if you know if they show if they show well on the wing it's this type of competition there's a reason for that and we should be considering them for a full time position right mm-hmm. uh, in theory yes um, in theory but you know uh, so the guys we do have coming in Anthony Keller comes to us uh, was a University of Louisville product who fin. Um, we went to uh, finish up at UW, UW Parkside. Oh, okay. Um, and then recently moved back here and has been um, working the coaching circuit here. So that's what we found. We found Anthony Keller. And then Goose is uh, 18 years old, uh, kind of falls in that same bucket, played on the DA with Ian and with uh, Duncan, and then quit uh, to, to, to pursue other options. Okay. And is now uh, one of the part of, I think, I believe it's the 20th, Top twentieth class um, in the country for recruiting for University of Indiana. Oh, so Goose can fly, man. Goose, the Goose can fly. You're not going to tell me what his real name is. No, nope, I'm never going to tell you his real name. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure it You're out. Have to figure it out um, <laughs> if, if he makes the roster. Oh man. So, All right. um, so yeah, so. You're looking at um, Anthony Keller, who's a guy fits in more of that men's league, older, j- just out of college or a few years after Bucket, and Goose fitting in as like the. Development player could start maybe now, depending upon the matchup. Like has the skill sets to be there, but definitely needs to gain the experience going into college for um, his first year. So we have a lot of that in our positions, which is great. So we have battles not only with yeah. um, like for like, but battles for young versus more experienced. So we we got a lot of and the coaches have to kind of balance that too. Like, do you want even though it's our first year, do we want really a whole team of of young dudes, or do we want to kind of you got to have, have that experience. veteran presence, yep. as they say? Yeah. Uh, do you see the coach? I mean, you we, we know that there's Will Kidd who's coming back who can play wide. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really talked to him yet, but Emmanuel Ekishin is coming back. Um, but do you still see Coach Kicker kind of mixing up the formation a little bit to account for any potential talent gap there? It feels like with only two two potential. Wingers, we might going with us. Yeah, going yeah. with us there. We might not have a lot of. You know, uh, there, a guy like Ruiz Plaza could play out there. Okay. Um, you know, you could take, um, you know, one of the forwards, and you could. We also said there were some uh, some right backs, left backs that could slot up. Right backs, left backs, like um, you know, I, I believe Abdallah can play out wide. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know we t- we, we mentioned Emmanuel. Um, we also have, you know, AO could could go out there. I think okay. Evan could do it too, just to cover for people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I, you know, I think that these two these two guys are going to have a lot of playing time. They're going to be able to show, which is what they want, right? Right. This weekend, yeah. This weekend is is their weekend. So um, that's and, exciting. And we, and we can always drop a forward back. So you know, we'll, we'll see how that how that goes. But yes, we could mix up formation. So you know. For example, just tactically speaking, if you don't have a lot of wingers and you have a lot of central midfielders, you put three in there, and if you and you put you go three up top. Yep. You know, or you go two up top and you put um, you know five in there, mm-hmm. and then you just throw in a, a bunch of defensive people in the in the middle and the back, and you can do a whole lot of things. So I think uh, Coach Kicker and and uh, and Coach Jeremy are going to be um, they're going to have a lot to play with, which is great. A lot of a lot of tools. Yeah. A lot of- a lot of tools out there. Yep. Uh, but uh, stupid tools. Going forward, <laughs> going forward, though, we've got uh, we've got four guys that are coming with us down down there to kind of try that striker rollout or that forward rollout. Um, really, Matthew Gway is the only one that I'm looking at that I've that I've seen or heard mm-hmm. of. Um, but then we've got Andy. How do you say this? Lori. 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 Yep. Tim Willis, who sounds familiar, mm-hmm. and Lanny Madison. Right. Yep. Um, Gway, not, he's not the only to be, not to be confused with Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison, <laughs> whoa! So Gray is one of the only one of these guys that I've seen much of. I mean, he's just a total beast out there. He's yep. gonna. I can't wait to see him destroy, uh, destroy for us. But a lot of, a lot of guys talk about him, so we're gonna see. Mm-hmm. You know what kind of what, what the deal is soon. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see him play for the first time. I, I saw I streamed a couple of his games. He plays in the same conference as my own. Valparaiso. Yeah, he plays at Valpo. Uh, Fun fact, it's where Oval Redenbacher's from. Oh, that is fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, even I talked to my dad, and he said, he went to the Milwaukee Valparaiso game, and I said, yeah, there's forward Ma- Matthew Gway we picked up, and he said, oh, man, that guy? He's like, that guy was the best player on the field. Oh, that's good. He said, great. No pressure, dude. No pre- He's ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. Matthew's coming back. I'm excited to see him play. I've seen the other guys play, and I'd be more than happy to get into that. Yeah, video. so what's up with these other three? So Andy uh, came on trial from the Tulsa Roughnecks in the USL, um, and he originally started out as a member of the Minnesota Stars, which would be the team formerly known as Minnesota or Minnesota Twin Stars. United, no, no, Minnesota United. Minnesota United, formerly known as the oh, Minnesota so he's Minnesota a, Stars. Is he get? Is he a little older than some of these kids? Um, he he's about he's in his mid to late twenties, so okay. he's like a men's league yeah. age guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he recently played with the Tulsa Roughnecks in the USL, which is. Um, you're starting to get into some serious soccer there when you, when you start getting out of the PDL, yeah. which is where the, the Moimet is playing, um, and the PLA where we're in, or the MPSL. You start getting into guys It's NASL are, level almost. Um, yep. It's, you're starting to look at NASL reserve teams outside mm-hmm. of like someone like Minnesota United, who has they're in our, our league. Yep. Um, when you start looking at hefty heftier, uh, you're starting to get some contracts where guys are getting paid. Yep. Uh, so And that's where, where Andy comes from. Andy, okay. uh, I believe, suffered an injury um, and then came back home to rehab it. And was out of contract, so we, um, you know, we, we got a hold of him, and he came out to the trainings. And uh, tall, dynamic forward can score goals really any which way you want. Both feet, um, fast for a big guy, um, can play with his back to the goal, hold it up and distribute, or he can turn you and beat you off the dribble. He's got super long legs and these like crazy fast step overs. You'll see it. It's, okay, it's pretty interesting. It's That's like, exciting. Like, whoa, whoa! I didn't know a guy that big could do that. Um, so. Um, so yeah, so and Andy played some time over in Sweden in the second division. So Andy's got a good pedigree, and um, I think when you talk about veteran leadership, you know you might have some guys who played in the men's league who um, just have jobs, mm-hmm. and but they're quality players. Andy's job was soccer. Yeah, and he's quality, and he's a little bit older, so that that helps. And plus, he can help um, show the guys the ropes from an organizational standpoint, being a former pro. Okay. Um, the next one is Landy. So kind of going along with the former pro piece. Um, Landy's actually the eldest statesman of the players that we have in the mix right now um, from a trial standpoint. So Landy uh, is a former under-17 U.S. men's national team player. So he was a youth national player. uh, Played at Clemson and has been a professional soccer player playing for the Atlanta Silverbacks, the Chicago Fire, Wilmington Hammerheads, and then most recently the Minnesota United Reserve. So um, he's got he's got some some pedigree too. Yeah. So we're talking like experienced forwards that are in on trial with with us mm-hmm. coming out of the last two guys we talked about. Um, but Landy's an, a naturally gifted soccer player, just super jack dude, personal trainer. So he's just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, you are a man. <laughs> hey, whatever. Yep. You gotta get it. every time I see him at training or trial, it's almost like, hey, Landy, did you work out today? <laughs> 
Come on, man. Just yeah. try a little. Try a little harder next yeah. time. Yeah. How, how many push-ups you, you do today? Small. Yep. You look a little small. Uh, a great dude, naturally gifted soccer player, and and he's actually originally a defender. So okay, he can he can play across the back line as well as up top. So there's some versatility there. He's another person you could put on a wing. And and play more of a, a natural. I did see this guy when I went to the Holy Dome, didn't I? He, yeah, he was played there center too. Back. Yeah, he was center back. Super Jack. Dude. That guy's huge. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's him. All right. That's actually. You're going to put him up front. Um, yeah, I mean, but he can play anywhere. Really. Okay. I mean, he's maybe it'd be not. Cool to see. Cool to see. Kind of the, I don't know, the the versatility. Right. That way. Right. Um, and then we got my man Tim Wills, who plays for uh, the Division One team for Stegman. He scored a couple goals in the in the friendlies we've been playing against MTA, hasn't he? Yeah, he's scored a lot of goals for us, actually. Um, buckets of goals. Buckets. Not only for us, but um, he went to Carleton College in in Minnesota, Division Three school. I believe he was a third team All American. Um, he was definitely academic All-American. I don't know if it, if it was can't both. help but be that. Um, Carlton, Jesus. But Tim is not only a great dude, but he is a really good soccer player. And he has the uncanny ability to to be so effectively simple as a forward mm-hmm. that you look at him and you're like, I totally got this guy. But then All of he, a sudden, just, he just does these he does tricks. He, no, it's not even tricks. He's just he's so good at understanding space. Mm-hmm. That he's always where he needs to be to get the ball, and he's so unselfish that he, as a striker, you're like unselfish striker. What's that? <laughs> he's just, <laughs> yeah. So he's just a guy that makes good decisions. He makes incredible decisions. He's so smart. So when you put him up against a guy who's just like just a goal hound, and he's the one who's just feeding that guy, yeah, up top as like a support player, just incredible member of any team. Um, but also, he can score his own goals. So it's he's he's an anomaly. He's you wouldn't. I played with him before too, and it's like he he'll be on the hip of a defender one minute, and then the ball goes across the field. And the next thing you know, he's gone. He's like right there, ready for the yeah. ball. And you're like, Wait, you were just you? <laughs> very Houdini magic. Um, yeah. So yeah, he did it with mirrors. But I, I call him a calculated striker. Okay. Um, but both with space and timing in his runs, uh, and I mean he can play on. All 90 minutes, mm-hmm. and then make that 50-yard run in the 90th minute because he's been conserving his energy. He's been waiting for that one. He's been he's been watching, shot. watching the defender that he's been playing against the whole time. He's like, I'm just waiting for the, the right moment, and then he's there and he's off. So, um, but then the last kind of the round out the last person that we forgot we forgot about. How could we forget about Mr. Sam Forsberg? Right. I mean, he's we we talked to him and he's still going to be in Northwestern. Still going to be at school. So right. Won't make it. Won't make it back. Unfortunately, he probably won't make it till the middle of June, right? Because right. he said they're on quarters, which is nuts. Yeah, well, it's Northwestern. Yeah. Why do anything normal? Well, that's too bad. So yeah. it would have been good to see him. But one more guy I want to talk about, and it's just one name on my sheet. It's really strange. It's uh, Rodell, R. Rodell, right? And it says first time trial guy from Iowa. That's all it says. What What's the story with this guy? Um, the story is we'll see. <laughs> I don't oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's either very mysterious or just a little. Um, like, <laughs> he's much like Alex Peterson, the who we talked about who plays for Drake, who's coming in because he's it's close. Yeah, uh, another guy oh. just couldn't come back and try very out. Very mysterious. Yeah, we get to see him. I hope he. It's. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a guy just one name on the team that goes with one name. Just our one. You know, want to be Brazilian, or maybe he's actually Brazilian. I don't know. Well, Raheem could go by one name. He could. He could go by Raheem two could. names. Yeah. He could go by Omar or Raheem. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll find out about this guy. Um, but if he was invited in, it doesn't mean that he's he right. Knows, he's, he knows he's, what he's, doing. he's he's a trialist. Right. Exactly. So now we talked about all these guys, Nate. Um, you know, seeing that I have some knowledge in, um, you know, and I've been going to trainings and can a little bit, my fingers a little bit more on the pulse than yours from a from a standpoint of uh, organizational aspect. Yeah, of the it. ins and the outs. Ins and the outs. Why don't uh, why don't you start with your thoughts on um, formation? For, okay, yeah. So uh, you know, I don't know. If I were if I were playing FIFA, I mean this is total rube take, right? So if I were playing the team the guys that we have here, uh, I'd probably do four four two with like a diamond in the middle. Okay. Because I mean like I said I was a l I feel like I'm a little worried about the the versatility or the ability of the guys on the out on the outside on the wings because we haven't really seen a lot of them. But just for this, this just for this, right? Yeah. Not for the future. I'm not talking. I don't know what the team's going to look like right. once we once we announce the roster next week. Right. Um, 
But, you know, I think it might cover a shortage of the wingers. It might allow our playmakers to do a little more roaming. You know, if, uh, if some guys were holding it down, if we can find a guy to hold it down mm-hmm. at, uh, at center mid and kind of, kind of defend a little bit. But uh, it sounds like just – that was just my initial thoughts as I was looking at this roster. The more we talk about it, the more, you know, I see the ability to be a little flexible. Sure. I mean, I think there will be some flexibility – uh, personally, is that what you're going to go with? Is that what your your fun, is that your final answer? That's my yeah. I mean, that was that was when I first took a look at these guys and kind of kind of broke it down to what I knew about who and where I'd seen these guys before. That was that was my initial thought. But so uh, my take is a very diplomatic one that I prefer not to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, but I know that we're going to have the ability with the players we have in and the um, you know we know we're going to be making our official call on the roster. So we know there's some guys who are already in. Mm-hmm. Um, with the makeup of what we've been building, we have the ability to play multiple different styles of soccer. We're going to hone in on one, and that's yeah. why I don't want to say what we're what I would see us going in as. Oh, okay. We're going to hone in on one <laughs> and, and become an expert in it, but have the fallback of a couple different. You could have used this opportunity to throw out some red herrings and be like, oh, we're going to play a 5 3 Four. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're just going to play ticky tacky like Barcelona. Five, three, like, two. We're going to have like nine midfielders Six. out there and Puglio. Yep. <laughs> it's, we're, we're, we're starting a new formation called the 2 7. Yeah. Uh, Where, where's the two? Uh, I don't know. In the back or up top? They're, the just, they're just hanging they're off, just hanging hanging off the left. <laughs> There's just two guys standing on the left side. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't want to get into it because I, I do have a little more working knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, we'll be fine as far as um, you know the the options we have. But we're we're starting to become experts in in a, a particular formation, and that's the best way to go about it. And ideally, we would have had the opportunity to become experts together in more than one. Yeah. But the gravity of the situation didn't uh, dictate that. Well, so there you have it, folks. I mean, like that's the dynamic of our of our duo here. Is I'm the Rube that has a bunch of <laughs> Fantasy soccer takes, and John's the one that's going to snap and snap me back to reality and say, "Well, actually, I've been in those meetings, and I know exactly what we're doing." Right? Yeah, and I'm sure I'm, you know, we're not making Coach Coach Kicker happy that we're talking about all these players. Um, however, uh, I hope he's happy that I didn't say anything about formation. Yeah, there, there we go. Yep. Um, so that's that's about all we got for this week, folks. You know, sorry, no player, no player to talk to, no speed round. Uh, we failed at our. Named three post cereals. Um, was Captain Crunch? Kellogg's? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> that out. Um, oh, I, I almost forgot to mention there was a, a reader email. What? Yes. Shoot, uh, I forgot to mention. So, um, would we like to address? Let's the do it. Let's do it off the off the cuff. Off the cuff. So the reader's email asks us the difference between um, teams like. We're playing FC Fargo. Mm-hmm. FC Fargo isn't in our division. We're playing them. They're on our on our home and away. Okay. We're playing them for the st- the the Summit Keg, a traveling trophy. It'll oh. be an aggregate a regional rivalry. Regional rivalry. It'll be an aggregate of um, you know, uh, home and away. Yep. So that'll be interesting. Um, but there's also a, a team in Minnesota called um, FC Minneapolis. Yes. And they play in the same league as FC Fargo does. Mm-hmm. So the 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 reader, uh, I believe it was. Uh, Bill Johnson or Brian Johnson, I'm sorry, uh, don't have everything in front of us. I we totally f- are, apologize we forgot. But he wanted to know the difference between the two and why we don't have FC Minneapolis on our schedule as we have FC Fargo on our schedule. They play in the same league. Why aren't we all in a league together? Mm-hmm. So um, I had the answers to that. So um, go to the fridge and get a beer, and it'll be a little while. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so um, the difference between the two. So... Stegman's has a relationship with both teams. We've played multiple games against both teams. Last year was the first year we played Fargo. Fargo uh, draws from the colleges within North and South Dakota. Um, so you have like Jamestown University is where their coach is from, and a lot of good players come out of Jamestown University. And um, you know, so they have they, they they draw from the college college players like we do mm-hmm. for Minneapolis City. Our Stegman's Division Three men's team, which isn't bad, but it's full of a bunch of thirty-year-old players, much like myself. Yep. Um, we went. We lost two to one here against the college players from Fargo, and we lost two to one there, going up one nothing and losing two goals in the second half. Total fucking garbage. <clears throat> Uh, but anyways, uh, we were on the news. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not, not a lot going on in Fargo. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so. Um, 
So their their caliber of talent is they're they're good. They're, yeah, they're good. Um, I would argue that they are not going to be as good as we are. Mm-hmm. The talent level that we have at our uh, disposal in our area, being that we want to we want to have Minnesota growing talent, have a little bit more horses in the stable. Yeah. So so to say, um, so that's where FC Fargo and and us differ, and the reason why they are not in our league was because, quite frankly, the folks that are coming out to those games, they just want to see soccer at a somewhat of a high level. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter what league they're in and, and the opponents they're playing against. They just want to see the, they just want to see soccer. Yeah. So for us, it was more travel and cost. Um, so we are in a totally different league for kind of similar reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we care about what league we're in. We care about the, the opponents we're, we're playing against. Our fans do. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're in the PLA. Yeah, I was reading... I re- actually read an article, an interview of the on Northern Pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I urge you guys to go to Northern Pitch and, and read their interview that, that they did with the coach at FC Fargo. But basically, Tim Tim Singleton, great guy. Yeah, he and I have Twitter battles all the time. Same, about, yeah. same philosophy as us. It's just a matter of where what league they chose to be in. So it's not really right. like why aren't we in the same league as FC Fargo? It's not like we. It's just the way that the chips just, fell. Yeah, it's way way things shook out. Yep. So they're in the same division as um, they're called the. American Premier League, APL, AALP, whatever they're in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're in the APL. We we have more of a relationship with Tim as as an owner. So um, when we we built this and we weren't going to be in the same league, we decided, hey, let's 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 partner for the Summit Keg. It'll be fun. Um, we really enjoyed playing against you guys. Um, although I still don't believe I deserve the yellow card I got when I was in Fargo. Um, <laughs> But that's that's we just don't know the FC Minneapolis guys that way. No, one. we do. So uh, much like we took our our over basically over thirty men's league team up to Fargo, um, FC Minneapolis went to Fargo last year too and lost nine zero. Yeah, they got whooped. They got whooped. So the caliber of player that FC Minneapolis is pulling from is nowhere near what FC Fargo brings. And 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 I don't want to sound arrogant about it, but could not shake a stick to what we're we're bringing. If we brought them in to play, it would be a 9-10-0 game for sure. So that's embarrassing. They're they're drawing a different level of talent, and we don't want to we don't want to align ourselves from a friendly perspective or a league perspective to, with teams that we're going to be beating 9-0. We want good quality soccer where we win, but we win because we're better than the best guys. Yeah, we're not Golden Gopher football. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't have Stony Brook on the on the to, on the roster. We're not trying to automatically start the season four and zero. Right. Exactly. And then run. And then then go and play Michigan yeah. <laughs> or Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So the difference being that um, you know our men's team will come in and play FC Minneapolis in last preseason. Stegman's men. Stegman's men's team. Our Division three Stegman's men's team went in and played FC Minneapolis in a preseason game last year and beat them seven or eight to nothing as well. So it's like. Hmm. We don't want to. We don't want that from yeah. a friendly perspective. That's why we're playing Sorry. against universities. We're playing against, um, you know, we're playing against the Des Moines Menace. We're challenging ourselves versus beating up on FC Minneapolis. But uh, I, I That's definitely, I definitely believe that Fargo is going to have um, equal, if not better, team than they had last year um, when we played against them. And I think it's going to be a real fun matchup when they come down here, and then uh, when we go up there and play the Big Green, or what do they call them? The Mean Green, that movie with the kid from Good Burger, the soccer movie. <laughs> Where's Keenan a, and Kel? Yeah, there's a <laughs> goat playing right back. Just look up the Big Green. You know, just see what I'm talking about. But anyways, so uh, listener Bill or Brian, I apologize for not remembering your name. Uh, one off script. Answered your question though. Hopefully that was it. Um, you know, we uh, we encourage more questions. Uh, you were the first one in like. Six weeks. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, that could also be because we're just like nailing content for people. Yeah, and now we're getting close to the season starting. People are going to have a few more things they want to know. Right. So as far as next next week goes, we'll be working on having a full recap from Iowa that will come out on either Sunday, uh, but that's still TBD, or we'll just cover it off on next week's show. Maybe have a coach on. Maybe have the coach on. We'll we'll, t- we'll talk about that. Uh, but Minneapolis City announced on Twitter today that the final roster will be released on 516. So luckily for us, we'll be recording the show that night. So we will have all that information, and it'll be fresh for you guys uh, when you see it on Twitter. And then you want to hear your two favorite soccer pundits from a regional perspective 
in <laughs> Minneapolis talk about these players. That's uh, a lot of caveats. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> although on iTunes we are, we are, we are. You may also like Bill Simmons. Well, in, the, in the podcast, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the key is the secret of success, or the way we the way we succeed is when on Bill Simmons' podcast, it's like you may also like yep, exactly. John and Nate. Yep. Well, there right. we go. Right. Well, now duh. we've made it. Well, duh. So, um, so we'll be talking about uh, the the guys that are uh, that are making the roster for sure. Uh, we'll also be breaking down uh, the team traveling to Milwaukee, much like we did today, and I'll have a little more perspective as to what I saw against Milwaukee and how things might match up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if you want to go to Milwaukee, you can go on our website, um, mplscitysc.com, and you can sign up. There's still a few spots left. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Um, but we didn't do it in the beginning because our new kick-ass intro uh, has it. But Summit is the official craft beer sponsor of the People's Pitch. They are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. And for more information about all the beer happenings and comings and goings of the brewery, <laughs> visit summitbrewing.com. And if you want to get a hold of us, it's m- mcscpodcast at gmail.com. You think I'd have that down by now? No. mcscpodcast at gmail.com. At MPLS City is our Twitter handle. At Johnny Business, that's two N's, two Z's, two S's. And at Mexinate, if you want to get a hold of Nate here. Um, but once again, we're, we're back with uh, our house band. Go get them, Tiger. As they lyrically escort us out of here into some serious <laughs> REM with their their hit "Sleep Cyclone," so thank you very much for listening to us, people of Minnesota and out in the world. In the world, <laughs> uh, I have been John. I'm I, Nate, and I'm here with Nate. And this wasn't this delightful, folks. Always delightful. And we will see you in Iowa. Peace. Isabella.
Thank you.